2: Love Talk Radio. This is Season 3 of Eye on the Future with your host Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Paula Kay and James Elkin. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. And now... Here's Lady Fontaine and Paula Kaye.:
0: Hi, this is Paula Kaye, and this is episode three of our third season of "I On the Future." We're so glad you're joining us tonight and our exciting show on the Mandela Effect. By the way, we are expanding. Tonight's show and all future shows will now be two hours. We'll be taking calls throughout the show, and tonight we'll actually be taking calls on any topic, uh, but we will also welcome your calls on the experiences that you may have had um, that might be related to the Mandela Effect. This season is dedicated to both Marlene D'Ambrosio who was a dear friend of ours, and Lady Fontaine's beloved dog, Chanel. Both left us too soon. So, James, welcome. How are you tonight?
1: Hey, uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Oh, i got to see. here's James.
2: <laughs> I All right. Here's so. <laughs> <I'm> James <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> now I feel and at home. He- Wait, wait. here's
0: Lady Fontaine. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <And> Yay.
2: <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Let's
0: do one for Raga
3: because we have a guest tonight. So do one for
1: Raga. Rhonda. <laughs> Rhonda Bloom. We oh, want me to do Rhonda
3: it? Rhonda Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now that, that we're called? all present. Um, now that we're all present, Jim, um, I know you've been traveling a lot. Did you do your Scotland uh, trip yet?
1: Uh, I wasn't going to go to Scotland. I'm heading to Sweden. I'm going to do that next month. Oh,
3: that's this right. M- I knew it was.
1: Yeah, I'm this sorry. this month <laughs> I'm I'm going to the I'm going to the Adirondacks next month. I, I'm sorry. The, uh, next month I'm going to the Adirondacks. I'm going to Sweden and I'm going to Maryland. Two of them on a motorcycle and one of them on an airplane.
3: I'm oh, very excited. Let me try to figure out which one is on the airplane. Let me try to figure <laughs> this one out.
1: I was going to go to New Jersey <laughs> on the airplane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You'd be there on one second flat. It would take you longer to get to the airport than it would and be through customs to or
1: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Through right. Security.
3: Um, but, But that's exciting, and um, so you're taking those trips when? Um, Um, When and when? Because you're going to be down in North Carolina in September, right?
1: Right, right. Um, I'm taking the trip up to the Adirondacks on the first Thursday, and then I'm taking the trip up to uh, down to Maryland right after that. And then when I get back from Maryland, I'm jumping right onto the airplane the next day.
2: Wow. I'll
1: be getting back around the
3: twentieth. Is Bingway going with you? Is your wife going with
2: you?
3: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So are you excited to see your daughter?
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see her and the things that she's been doing, because she's been doing uh, organic farming out there. She's been uh, a volunteer farming to to, uh, organic farms, and they give her room and board to work on their farms. And she's met a lot of very interesting people, and now we're going to run around and meet them. And we're also going to visit some relatives that go back, Four generations. When my Swedish grandparents came to uh, the United States, they left family back in Sweden. And I'm going to go visit those guys.
3: And have you met them before?
1: I I have met them once before. Yeah, once before. Um, uh, So this will be a a great thing because we'll be actually spending some time, you know, at their homes instead of just, you know, having lunch. So uh, we're looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. And then, then in an September experience.
1: I'm making a in September I'm making a trip down to Tennessee and North Carolina um, to visit family from the other side that are <laughs> long lost relatives. That I, I met all these people in Ancestry or because of Ancestry.com. Very strange.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm also finding relatives all over the place from Ancestry as well. Um, so where are you gonna be in Tennessee? What part of Tennessee? Knoxville area?
1: Uh uh Nashville uh is gonna be one place. I'm gonna oh. be visiting a friend there and I'm gonna be visiting um uh, uh uh I forget the name of the town now. Uh oh Chattanooga, near Chattanooga. Uh,
3: oh, oh there's uh, a dog I, show down there. What what what's the date that you're going?
1: Um uh what date am I gonna be there? Should I be saying this stuff online?
2: <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred I'm to me, it's not. like
1: somebody's taking notes so they know when to break into my house and steal my. Uh, well, there's nothing to steal, yeah. so that won't matter. Um,
2: <laughs> no.
3: Okay, so i will talk about the, that offline. Um, put,
1: I'll be yeah, there on the 14th a dog and the 15th. Show
3: down there. Not that you on want the, to come to a dog show to visit me, though.
1: So. I'll, I'll be there on the 14th and the 15th.
3: Oh, okay. I think it's the week before that the dog show oh, okay. started. Okay. Up, but I don't know. I'll 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 talk to you offline. All right, Paul. Okay. I'm sorry I'm asking all your your
0: questions. <laughs> I'm
2: turning it back over to
3: you.
0: Okay. Um. So, Lady Fontaine, I know you have something yes. coming up in this this fall, uh, the Coconos Witches Festival. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes.
3: Well, I'm so excited. This is the first year that um, I'm attending in any capacity. When they were down in the Lehigh Valley, I used to always see their masquerade ball. And I, you know how I love Halloween. So I have always wanted to go to that masquerade ball. So this year I am going to be involved on Friday night in the paranormal investigation. Jim is also going to be involved. And... um on Saturday, um, I will have a booth, and I'll be doing readings and selling some merchandise. And then on Sunday evening, um, we're having a psychic dinner, and um, yours truly is the psychic medium for that event. So whatever comes through, you know, whoever um, from the other side or spirit, whatever messages come through, come through. Um, this is taking place in Lake Harmony, which is in the Poconos. So anybody in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area or anybody who wants to fly in from California hint in Rhonda. Um <laughs> you might wanna you might wanna come Who's join Rhonda? us and have some fun. Rhonda, Rhonda. Rhonda is <laughs> on the call with us today. I guess it's
1: time to introduce Rhonda.
3: Paul. <laughs> Rhonda Room <laughs> is on the
0: call with us.
3: I know, but next. could I finish <laughs> talking about? Could um. I finish talking about some things I want to talk about, and then we'll introduce Mark.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: so, do you have any other questions, people? Yes, I did want to ask you how's Paris.
3: Well, Paris. Okay. Um, first of all, I mean, from a confirmation standpoint, these. Beautiful. I mean, she's absolutely beautiful, and she has the sweetest personality. But I am having some issues with her. And I had contacted two different animal communicators. And the first one that I contacted, and you know me. I could be pretty far out in my belief structure. Um, the first one was so far out that, I'm still processing it to try to figure out if anything she told me was even, you know, possible. I mean, it was really far out. Um, and then the second one, um, what? when I was getting the readings, um, I, I was just listening and taking it all in. But in the end, I'm blown away, by, absolutely blown away by her. Her name is Mary Beth Decker, and she's from Sacred Grove. And if any of the listeners out there who want a great person to connect and communicate with your dog or cat or any animals, contact Mary Beth. I mean, she's really amazing. And not only is she very good at what she does, um, she's able to do remote healings on dogs and cats and, you know, whatever pets you have. Um, But she really, what I feel as a psychic, I feel her true love for the animal. I really do, and I think that's how she's connecting so effectively It's true love. Um, when she's working on Paris, in fact, she did some work on Paris today. Um, I could feel it. I could just feel the love that she's sending, but there had been a tremendous improvement in Paris for several weeks, I and mean, we were doing great. And we had a little setback last night, but it was minimal, and what I find really astonishing is I, I mentioned to Mary Beth um, the other two dogs that were involved, and the other two dogs really weren't the problem. I mean, Paris was the problem, but the other two dogs have totally backed off and are totally just observing now um, and not getting involved when Paris has a moment. Um, which I find so interesting because I didn't even ask her to, you know, to, to work on those dogs. But somehow they got the message, and, you know, they're behaving wonderfully. So although I personally do psychic um, readings also with Pest, i really highly recommending Meredith Decker. I think she's great, and this is what she does. I mean, you know, like I do so many other things, um, that I encourage anybody who's out there listening and has any issues going on or wants a healing for a remote feeling for their for their pets contact Maribeth. again she's um, at sacredgrove.com she's great you'll love her so overall Paris is doing great and I'm happy that I found Maribeth and um, hope that Paris continues to improve. Thank you for asking. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is. So now maybe it's time to introduce our guest.
4: Rhonda oh. Bloom is with us
2: tonight. <laughs> and
1: here's oh,
2: Rhonda. Hello, Hello. Hello.
5: thank you for having me.
0: Uh, Wait, 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 I'm not
2: done. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: Rhonda Bloom. Okay, welcome, Rhonda. Thank you. Thank
2: you for having me. Sure. Why
5: don't you
0: tell us a little bit about yourself?
5: Uh, sure, so uh, I'm a mom first, I'm a small business owner, and um, and I'm a friend of Jill's, and we met after my first marriage ended in divorce, and I couldn't pick the right guy to save my life, and my love life was completely upside down, and, and through working with her, I really experienced just a huge transformation and a way of looking at the choices I was making and where it was all coming from. And now I live a very different life, and I owe it all to the work I've done with her, and now we're writing a book about it. So I'm super excited about that and can't wait until it's done. Yeah, me too.
3: And part of what we're going to talk about a little bit later um, is an experience that Ronta and I both shared um, that very much fits. Um, I don't know if it was a Mandela effect, Um scenario, but it was bizarre. Um, but I'm, we're definitely going to, you know, discuss it tonight a little bit later in the show. Um, but, you know, Rhonda, I have to say, was one of my star pupils and really learning the techniques that I teach. Um, and she really has done a 180 in her love life. I mean, she's drawn in some truly wonderful men. And plus, she has the advantage that she comes to me as a psychist. And I do tell her right off, um, you know who's good and who isn't. And some, usually she listens. There's one situation that it's, not always. <laughs> but we won't we won't discuss that one.
2: So <laughs> <laughs> well, we Rhonda, I'm interested
3: to you here, Rhonda. Thank Go ahead. You. I'm sorry. Did I say your line? Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go right. Right.
2: I'm
0: going to keep my mouth shut so, 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 so tonight's topic is the Mandela effect. And you know, I'm thinking you know, a lot of our listeners may not even um, know, even on a high level, what that is. Um, I had done some research earlier today to see where this all started, um, where the term, even uh, like how it originated And um, it was in 2009, paranormal researcher Fiona Broom coined the term Mandela Effect. And it was to explain or describe um, synchronous historical memories that, you know, masses of people had that didn't seem to match documented history. So there's a lot of examples about, you know, uh, things that would fall into this category, but... um, the death of Nelson Mandela and that being a point of contention as to when that occurred is um, one of the biggest and most famous situations like that. Uh, So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, listeners.
2: So it's a really
0: interesting topic. um, And we encourage you to call in. Our phone number here is 646-716-9764. So if you have questions for Lady Fontaine, uh, related to or not related to the Mandela Effect, um, feel free to call in because we will be keeping calls throughout the show. You so, talking?
3: Paula, Paula, yes. um, I, you, uh, I've seen the website that you got the information from, and um, that's I don't remember how I came upon it, but I do distinctly mm-hmm. remember the day that they announced in 2013 that Nelson Mandela died. And I'm going, huh? What? You know, he died 20 years ago in prison. How could he die again? And the thing of it is, for me, I've had those experiences numerous times that I'll hear news that somebody famous is getting married or dies or – is taking a trip or is going to be a a guest on a show. And I think, huh, didn't they die like X amount of years ago or, you know, aren't they already married or something like that. And when I went to this website and I started reading, I was literally blown away because so many of these experiences are ones that I personally share a different memory than what is on this timeline, and to since we brought up Mandela, since it's named after Nelson Mandela, you know, let's talk a little bit about it. I mean, in this timeline, in this reality, he died um, in,
4: in 2013. 2013.
3: Yeah. I don't, right, I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was December. Historical... Maybe December 5th. Yeah. Okay. And then, but yet, yeah, there's a historical. Um, book written in South Africa um, by a historian that states that Nelson Mandela died on July 23rd, 1991.
0: Yes. And also my additional research I did today um, also brought up a different date or a different time period, and that was 1983. Um, A lot of the people who are claiming that they remember this are recalling it as 1983, so I'm not sure what the situation is with the book. But regardless, I mean there could be two or three timelines that we're dealing with here. Maybe it's not just two. I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I don't think any of us really know be. what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there could be limitless, you know,
3: alternate realities. Because let's face it, there's alternate possi- yeah. you know, possibilities. Every decision yeah. we make. Um, you know, there's theories that there are, you know, a, a, a various timeline. Let's assume we, we decide to, you know, go right. There's a whole timeline yeah. that follows us going right. If we go left, there's a whole timeline that right. follows us left. If we yeah. stand still, there's a whole timeline that follows us standing still. If we go straight, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So um, yeah. I, I think it's absolutely limitless. Um, when was he in prison, though? Do you have that date?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that that I found most interesting, okay, is a lot of these people who um, recall, recall that uh, death in 1983. Um, you know, occasionally it's not just the memory, like our own memories that it can count. And occasionally there's some physical evidence that we can find that will support that it's not just our memory, that, yes, in fact, we have this proof that, you know, this was the case. And um, actually, today, I saw a post by a man named Robert Crowder. By the way, Robert Crowder, if you are out there and happen to be listening to this show, please call in so we can talk with you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. this guy, Robert Crowder, he had... Um, when he was shocked when he saw in 2013 that Nelson Mandela died because he knew for sure that he remembered that Nelson Mandela had died in 1983 and he knew because he was in school at the time and like a, um, I forget what grade he was in but, but he had an assignment that every week everybody in the class was supposed to write down the current events of that week and bring it into class and that was like their homework hmm. um, so when he saw this you know, he, he told his dad, you know, that that he was going to go find proof of this because his mom had saved, like, all of his school records. And he went through the boxes, and he found that paper where he had written down that Nelson Mandela had died in prison. Um, he didn't have the exact date. He only had the week-ending date, but it was uh, the week-ending March 11th of 1983 in the case of Robert Crowder's um physical evidence, um, and he had, you know, gotten an A on his, on his homework, so um, apparently the teacher didn't mark it wrong either,
2: <laughs> but it, it's just incredible. And I
0: actually, that face sounds more familiar
3: to me, just based on how old I remember being um, you know, like I was just born in the nineteen eighties. Let's face it. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, me too.
3: <laughs> right, <laughs> But it's but, it's the Mandela you know, effect that I'm sixty
1: six years old. <laughs> right, exactly.
3: <laughs> but um, it, you, you know,
1: it. Can I br- break I, in, Julie? Yeah, yeah. He was arrested and imprisoned in nineteen sixty two.
2: And uh, according right.
1: to, to this, uh, he was spent 27 years in prison between Robben Island yeah. and Palsmore Prison and Victor, Victor Vester.
2: Right. But I'm 27 years same would same put him
1: in 1988, same. which means he didn't die in prison, if that's true. So there you go. Yes. And, you
0: know, oh, what, um, that again, just, with a research different, I did earlier, you know, yeah. several people had said that when they were in school during Black History Month, Um, They Mm -hmm. would, you know, be given certain facts about, you know, significant, um, you know, black people in history. So several people said that around like 1997, 1996-ish, that during Black History Month of that year, they had been given, you know, information from their teachers that, you know, confirmed that Nelson Mandela had died, you know, back in 1983 in prison. But according to today's official timeline, Nelson Mandela was actually the president of South Africa between, like, 1991 and 1998. So he would have been president of South Africa at that time when these people are claiming that they were learning in school that he had died so many years earlier. Right. So uh, this is well, all I, very uh, – I
3: know. I know. And, and if you go down the list of some of the other – um scenarios and you know there's a couple that are very close to my heart Rhonda and i were talking about one the other day which isn't one that you know jim paula and i have talked about a lot but the color chartreuse when i was a kid chartreuse was like a lime was like a um, maroon color now it's like this limeish green color i remember when i was a kid And I always thought chartreuse was like this maroon color. Um, When suddenly it became lime, I remember saying, "I always thought that it was like red, a dark red." Do what do you guys recall? I mean, Rhonda recalls it being lime, being a green color, right, Rhonda? I do.
5: Yeah, that one. I that one. I do. I I remember being green. How do you spell?
3: I remember it as yellow green as well. Yeah. I mean, to, I don't. I remember chartreuse is listed as like a, a lime green color, but it used to be, in, back when I was a kid, it was a red color. It was like a maroon. Chartreuse I, is I, T-
1: I, don't, A-R-T, I, I was joking because uh, I, I have no idea when I was a kid what chartreuse was. I mean, everything was black <laughs> oh. and brown and blue and red, you know. <laughs>
2: All right, so, truth is then, just a little so then you're too no help on this. <laughs> <laughs> you're no
3: help on this. But that one was a mind-blower for me, and one that I talk about a lot, um, and there, there's a new one that came up that really is mind-blowing to me, but one that I talk about a lot is a, a TV show that I remember, and I remember it because my Aunt Derry, um, who was like a second mom to me because my mom died when I was in my 20s, um, and I, lo- I loved her. Her favorite show in the world was the show Sex in the City. And every time I was there, all I would hear about is every character, every event, every everything. And then when Sex in the City would come on the TV show, it was like we had to sit and watch it for hours. So I know that that show was called Sex in the City. Now, when I researched it, in this timeline, it's called Sex and the City. However, Jim did some research, and Jim has come up with, what, 5, 10, 15 written um, newspaper articles about right. the so-called sex in the city. Um, yeah. So, it, you
1: know, it was people that it? people that were having the memory of it being in the city, and actual articles that were written at the time – that had in the city in the articles. And then yes. later people said it was always in the city.
3: But it isn't. It wasn't. I remember no. being in the city. Well, what about you guys? What do you remember?
0: I remember in the city. Yeah, me too. And and I rem- I remember and, in the city. And
5: the more you know, when I start to think about it, I start to correct myself, but I remember in the city too. It was
0: absolutely yeah. in the city. Right. Yeah. Right. So so what do we so think that's quite is a, going quite a high on? percentage here on the show is thinking that it's in the city.
3: <laughs> right. And it was. Oh, but the, before we talk about what this is, to me, the most profound one that we never that we meaning Jim. You know, uh Paula and I, in preparation for this show um that we we don't even talk about is that line in um, whatever movie that was mirror mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? do you guys remember that yeah totally. yeah do you have any? doubt that that's not the line in the movie, because I grew up saying, mirror, mirror, on the wall, who's the fairest of yeah. them all?
2: It's supposed but to be the fairest in the land now,
0: Mirror, right? mirror. Oh,
3: but in this land, in this land, in this um, timeline, <laughs> timeline, this reality that we're in, the line is magic mirror on the wall. Now, there is no way in my world, that it was ever magic mirror.
1: No, that, that really jangles. Yeah. It,
3: it, yeah. Never. Never yeah. is right. So let's try to talk a little bit about what we think it is. And then I want us to share some of our personal experiences about, you know, what we've been experiencing and, you know, obviously, I think we all have a lot of experience from probably years and years of having these things happen that we might not even realize. You know, that it was a Mandela effect um, scenario. But, um, you know, what do you think it is, Jim? What's happening here? Time jumps, time work, alternate realities. What do you think <laughs> it is? I,
1: I, I have a no explanation for it personally. I, I. I, I accept it. I mean, there is something odd going on, and it. it I, I don't have a, a a real comfort with the idea of infinite universes because every time anybody, you know, the billions of people on this planet that make a choice and a decision creates a new universe would mean a, just a, an incredibly a large number of possibilities and to the point where it would be meaningless. So I, I kind of think that there's something else happening, but I'm not sure how or what. Uh, so I'm leaving it open. I'm, I'm a Taurus, so my job is to wait until I come up with a really good one, and then I'll just defend that to, to, to my life because we're very stubborn. <laughs> once we make a choice.
3: Well, I know that because you and I used to battle over everything, every concept and yes. Now we agree on. I guess both of us matured a bit, and now we agree on most everything. I'm sure there's certain things we want, but
1: See, it's about um, time you came to my side.
3: <laughs> See, I think we get in the middle, but you never know. Maybe I did. Maybe
0: I did. Um, I don't know. Paula, what do you think? What do you think is going on? Although I think it's definitely possible that there are these uh, other realities that maybe we're going in and out of or I'm not comfortable. Like he said, I'm not comfortable with the idea of that, even if it may be what's really going on. I acknowledge it may be what's really going on. Uh, but I don't like it, if that's what it is. Um, I mean, I guess uh, <laughs> another possibility. <laughs> no, you don't like it. I mean, there's a lot of because things I, I don't to like, but it's trust. part of life. I think we all want to be able to trust that, you know, the experience that we're having is the one real experience. So if there's all these other ones and we can't, you know, then count on, on having things be the way that we know them to be, it it's, it makes us uncomfortable. Um, well, one idea actual... that I had... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: One, one idea. idea that
0: I had, okay, because so much of the tinges on Nelson Mandela um, is that maybe the, uh, the person in charge, okay, saw after Nelson Mandela actually died in prison in 1983... that that started a chain of events that ended up in a very undesirable place. And they were able to trace it back to that event, the dying in prison, that was uh, the point at which things started to go the wrong way. So they said, okay, let's do a do-over. And they redid it, so he lives through prison, comes out and becomes president of South Africa. Um, Maybe they even did this two or three times. Maybe that's why we have these couple of other dates uh, thrown in there as well. Um, in an effort to try and prevent whatever the outcome was of the reality that started with Nelson Mandela dying in prison in 1983. Um, so that's a possibility. I don't know. But there's a hundred possibilities. I
2: like, possibilities. That. I like that. So, was so,
0: there a movie like that yeah. that they kept
3: on every morning they woke up and they kept on having a different version until they got it right? I've seen a few movies so like that.
1: Groundhog Day. Groundhog yeah. Day. Right. Yeah.
3: But there was another movie... <laughs> There was another movie where, with Groundhog Day, I don't, did, did in the end, did it end up being the, you know, work itself out, or did he just yes. keep on having oh No, that. he it's worked the it one, out, yeah. The movie, yeah, the movie that I remember was in the end, he finally got it right. But when I'm, when we look up the true meaning of alternate realities, it says alternate realities are worlds that exist, exist next to, in parallel of, or in place of our own. And that's right. what i believe i believe that there are all these other realities and we're time jumping. some of us are time jumping or maybe all of us are but you know a lot of us have um a lot of us are open to a lot of different concepts and other people are very closed and they don't want to admit or they don't want to see it and You know, they're skeptical on a lot of things, so they may not embrace it the way I do. But I do believe in some way, shape, or form we are dealing with some kind of alternate reality scenario and that we are jumping from reality to reality. And it doesn't mean that there's nothing to rely on because, you know, physicists, not, you know, flaky people like me, but... (laughs) But, um, you know, who have all these thoughts that, you know, define logic. But, you know, scientists are now saying that they can't prove that we wake up, that we don't wake up every single day in a different reality and that we have this whole slew of memories that support that reality. And if we look at time itself, we all know, in reality, all time, there's, you know, we see it in this rea- in this reality, in this lifetime, as linear, but in reality, all time is happening at the same time, and what that means is we're living our past lives, our future lives, our current lives, and every bit of our current lives all at the same time, and you know maybe there maybe somehow in that you know thing itself, imagine all the millions of people in the world and all these like you know um, you know um memories and stuff, maybe somehow we are hopping, I don't know, you know or or maybe we're all psychic, and we're all picking up on this other stuff that indeed is happening in somebody else's reality, who knows
1: well it. I think it's one thing if we've got memories uh, that don't have any paper or, you know, documentation that backs it up, but it's another thing when there's actually, you know, newspaper articles that say these things and, then and, and, and nobody has a reason why that newspaper article has that, you know, sex in the city, for example, you know, all these photographs and things. So there's real document and your, and the woman that, sorry, the man that Paula was talking about, who uh, went back and found the piece of paper that has, Robert you know.
2: Robert Crowder. Robert
1: Crowder. Robert oh, Crowder.
3: And also also that historian <laughs> in, Robert. who wrote the book.
2: Yeah, call in, Robert. Yeah.
3: In, um, yeah, call in. But that the, the um, person, the historian who wrote the book, uh, you know, the historical book in South Africa about, right. you know, mm-hmm. events, that happened, and he recorded Nelson Mandela dying in on July twenty third, nineteen ninety one. And the reason why I remember that it was July twenty third, do you real do you realize that there's something special about that date, Jim?
1: July twenty third, not offhand. Oh yeah.
3: We did our we yeah. did our rehearsal for this show on That's July twenty right. third. That's right. And remember one of the things that you brought up about that um that Paris or Versailles yeah. scenario.
1: One of the one of the um, most we, famous time slips, uh, uh uh was the the two women, uh, Charlotte Anne Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh were visiting uh in, in Paris. But that was August. That wasn't July. That was no, that's
3: different. But but um, that was oh, exactly a right. hundred years to the day. And the reason why I know it is, I was one of them. Right. Right. And, and it blew me away when you brought that up in rehearsal, because I mean, you know, a, a former friend of mine, um, Julie, and I—I I know were those two people. Right. But talk more about it cuz there may be some people who don't know about it.
1: Well, they were they were walking around in the castle in, in in the Versailles not castle but the the uh palace. And uh and uh they they got a little lost and and all of a sudden they found themselves actually walking through the 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 palace at the time that Marie Antoinette was still alive. And uh seeing all these people and interacting with them, and uh, and uh, you know, just totally kind of blown away. They they figured that they were just actors, and it turned out that there were things that that they remembered that nobody ever knew, uh, that were details about their their book that that were written in their book. Uh, their book is called what is their book called? Let me look it up here. Uh, a book about the experience called An Adventure. And it, exciting title. Uh, <laughs> they wrote it in 1911. Uh, they used pseudonyms for themselves of Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont. But they oh, they
3: funny?
1: Yeah, and they claim that the woman is
3: something that I'm doing.
1: They claim that the woman they saw was Marie Antoinette herself. The book was controversial and lots of skeptics out there batter at batter it but they batter at everything. So that's okay. Uh, um, they thought that you know some people were claiming that there was some kind of psychosis transferred because they were lesbians. So that was like the ultimate insult. Like okay.
3: I never heard they were lesbians.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we oh, you didn't? The seat, wait, no, I, the, version, the version
3: the version that I heard was not that. Was it theory? But,
0: what? <laughs>
1: Oh was sorry
2: that theory, James?
0: Was the theory that, that lesbians have, have a, a psychic connection with each other? Is
2: that the
1: theory? Skeptical organizations have attempted to discredit their account and chalk the event up to some kind of female hysteria. One explanation was that it was brought about by some sort of shared psychosis that was transferred through le- lesbian relationships.
3: Oh, my huh. God. Oh, my okay. God. That ludicrous. First of all, I never heard they were lesbians.
1: Oh, well.
3: <laughs> I never heard that part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I There's did some not. Yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting research, but but the 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 uh, the fact is that these people came up with material that that could only be known if they had experienced them the 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 uh, the, the time uh, uh, directly. There are buildings that that were suddenly not there anymore because they had been built later, you know. Mm-hmm. And buildings that were there exactly. that were that were no longer standing. There was all kinds of right. peculiar details that they didn't have any idea, but but there they were. Right,
3: right. And and even the uniforms that everybody was wearing. I mean, to the T, they were able yeah, to describe was... it, and they had no way of knowing it. Right. Because it's not like the internet, you know, back in nineteen oh one. It's not like the yeah. internet where you know we were you're able to research everything. And the fact of the matter is, is that um, Julie and I had, because we we had, um, neither one of us are lesbians, by the way, but um, <laughs> we did have, not that there's anything wrong with being a lesbian, but neither one of us were, that wasn't what made us think it, it's just how meaningful and how dynamic that was to us. We found out about it in 2000, and... We had planned a trip to Paris, well, to Versailles, um, you know, originally we were going to go on August 10th, 2001, In 2001, but then I had built a house, and I was moving in on August 10th, 2001, mm. so wow. I ended up, we ended up pushing it back a couple of weeks, and then 9-11 happened, and bingo, forget it, no way you're putting mm. me on a plane. So we ended up going to the Wax Museum in New York instead um, because there's another, you know, we'll talk about it another time, about my, um, one of my past lives. But I want to get to some of our personal experiences with the Mandela Effect. But before we do, I want to just read you something um, that I think is very um, significant. Now, we've all heard of Stephen Hawkins, right? Yeah. Physicists, okay, so physicist um, Stephen Hawkins' last paper before his death also dealt with the multi, multiverse, the multi-universe. The paper was published in May 2018, just a few months before his demise, about the theory he told Cambridge University in an interview published in the Washington Post. And this is what he said. We are not down to a single unique universe, but our findings imply a significant reduction of the multiverse to a much smaller range of possible universes. So physicists themselves are starting to explore this concept of multiple universes. So I found that to be
1: it's a natural outcome of the of the quantum mechanics uh i i'm sorry of the uh 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 the theory of everything where they're trying to collapse all of the theories into one theory and quantum mechanics is is a piece of that but there's there's uh uh the whole dark matter thing and the, and the whole idea that that we the universe is constantly accelerating away from, you know pieces of the universe are constantly accelerating from the other parts uh this is all you know, one way that they can explain it. Physicists' job is to try and explain what's going on, uh, when they see all this phenomena they can't otherwise explain. They come up with theories. Uh they they come up with many times theories uh to to uh, uh that include things like multiple universes it, it it makes sense according to a theory and but there's other theories that don't need multiple universes. But so I understand why he's saying that, because uh uh the the more you know, like with string theory things like that the more universes you create you're 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 losing an economy which is very common in the universe where where everything is restricted to like f- a finite size and a finite amount of energy in it and to have suddenly all these universes appear the moment somebody thinks a new thought would 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 totally contradict that idea so that's that's the thinking that i've i've heard physicists tell me about what's going on, what, what's meant by that? Sorry, I went on and on.
3: Um, no, but I'm not getting your point. That um, I know that you're saying it's a theory, which obviously everything at this point is, since we don't have proof of anything.
1: But, yeah, that's what physicists um, do; is they come up with theories. That's why they, you know, they call yeah, it the theory yeah. of relativity, even though it's almost, you know, always proven right. It's still the theory of relativity because. It's it's still physics. It's not science yet,
3: right? But see, I mean, clearly, because I said before, every choice we make, I believe, creates a a a a a different uh, set of probabilities and Uh possibilities for us. Even as a psychic, when I'm reading someone's energy, I see multiple paths, and Uh I often say, based on the decisions and the direction you're going today. I see A, B, and C happening, but if you opt to do, you know, Q, R, X, Y, Z, you could change everything and go that direction. And there's probably a million paths and probabilities that I don't even see. I probably pick yeah. up on, you know, what are, probably I pick up on the timelines that they're jumping between or ones that they really want to be on but don't know how to get there. Um mm-hmm. You know, you know, and what else is going through my mind is I can't think of what it's called. I don't know why my mind isn't thinking of it right now. But um, that big, huge machine that spins around and they every time they do something, Russia has one and the United States has one and Sweden or somewhere, Switzerland has one. They have them underground and. You know, they say the end of the world is going to happen because they're breaking up neutrons and protons and all this other <laughs> stuff. I can't think of what You're it's called. You're talking about particle, <laughs>
1: particle colliders, right? No.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but there's a different name like, for it.
1: Like, like CERN and places like that?
3: Oh. Yes, it is. That's what I mean, mm-hmm. but it's called yeah. something it's, else. Is the particle accelerator.
1: A particle accelerator, yeah. yeah. But That's it, another word
3: for Yeah, but it's still called something else, and I mean, okay. we had there's,
2: like, there's one that
3: when I, no when I, was the show, when I was doing the show when um, I was doing the show can't remember it either. Help! Um, uh a closer look. We were going to go to that place and try to get in. <laughs> Um, but we knew we would probably be killed if we even tried to get in. Um, Mm. You know, but I can't remember. I mean, we all have it, but, you know, we think it has to do with a lot of the climate change and everything else. I mean, we all talk about the carbon footprint and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff. I personally don't buy into it, but I don't want to get into politics. But I do want to talk about some of our personal, um, you know, experiences, and I would like to take a call Mm. And then I want to get yes. back to then I want to get back to talking about this really exciting subject. So um, before we take a Ashley, call, we, let's just
0: what what I was going to say. We do have a special caller on hold, uh, but I do also know that um, Rhonda has an interesting story to tell us as well. So I wasn't sure which one you wanted to do first. Um, when you say we have a special caller. Could you give me a
3: little bit of background as far as what makes the special? Actually, Mar-
0: Mary Beth Decker, Mary Beth Decker has called in.
3: Oh wow! Yeah, let's bring her, yeah. on, let's bring her on the air. I would like to bring okay, her on the air, one and one then we'll talk, and then we'll talk about our stuff.
0: Mary Beth, are you there?
4: I am. Can you hear me?
0: Okay. Yes, you are on the air.
4: Okay. Hi, Mary Beth. I- Welcome. hi Jill um thank you thank you um lo- thank you for those kind words i I really appreciated it um but i'm I'm just loving this topic and here's my you know I'm sitting there thinking about it and thinking what what is true of my life about that and I have to tell you that I have a young sister, and since we've been in our twenties or thirties, she says to me, "Do you remember when?" And she starts to tell me something, and I go, no, I don't. And it's like, "We did we live in the same household?
2: <laughs> oh, my. Like,
4: no, obviously, it, that just, could be it, many
3: things, because we all have different yes. experiences. But, but the
4: things that she's remembering, they're involving you, right? Yes, right, right. Family things, when we went here, and when we went there, and I'm like, gee, no, Nancy, I I don't remember that. And so um, I'm thinking, she also had a uh, traumatic brain injury early in her 20s, and uh, and I'm wondering if there was some timeline stuff happening as she was recovering. You know, all kinds of thoughts just went through my head as I'm listening to you all share those stories uh, about well, maybe uh, she
3: actually crossed the timeline to a different timeline when she had that brain injury, um, and that other timeline had all these other the one that she came from had all these different events going on that you know you they, you were probably there, but your consciousness is focused on this timeline, um, and you don't really remember it, but. Um, you know, or another version of you is living over there in this other timeline. I mean, were they that outrageous that you just know for a fact that it never happened? Or is it something that you think, well, maybe it did happen and I don't remember?
4: You know, it was probably number two. I was like, yeah, that's very probable, but why don't I have the memory of that? You know, it's with family members and things that we could, we would have been doing. And, but, um, I, I I can't pin my I can't pin my uh, memory she's sharing do you consider
0: yourself the kind of person who has a very good memory generally speaking because I know I have a very extraordinary memory so I remember a lot of detail even from when I was very young but not everybody um, remembers that level of detail all the yeah. time so do you consider yourself somebody who has a, a very good or at least mm-hmm. an average memory generally speaking.
4: Average. we're gonna say average memory. And because we just this started in our yeah, probably in our thirties, twenties, thirties, something like that. So um yeah. Yeah. So it's, well, it's just fascinating. So what I to kinda me. wanna
3: ask you since your past um on your website when I was reading about you before I actually had a session with you. And I gotta to say to the, you know, people listening out there, I had no idea that Mary Beth was gonna call in. I really didn't. This is a surprise, so I'm excited well, about I,
4: it. I didn't neither. But I was intrigued. <laughs> but
3: so no, so I'm very glad that you did call in. But um, you know, it was a point in your life that you sort of expanded your awareness and got into doing the animal communication yourself. Um So obviously that involves, um, you know, sort of expanding your consciousness or your awareness in some way, shape, or form. So with that piece of you, when your sister talks about these experiences, what kind of feeling? Do you have that feeling that, no, there's no way, or do you have not not what you're thinking, but what you're feeling? Does it feel like a validation
4: when she says it? My my thinking was no, I I don't I don't remember that, and um, I'm like this is very possible, it's very probable, but I don't have that particular memory that she had. Um, mm-hmm. It's something we would do, but but it, it was always like no, I don't think so.
3: But have you ever asked your parents yeah. or other people in the family that would have been there?
4: Yeah, it's a little late, because I really didn't uh,
3: pass.
4: <laughs> yeah, so and I, I never a even thought of, of the it. concept. Yeah.
3: But I'm wondering, yeah. you know, like there's times, especially this is the way I work, that people say things to me, mm-hmm. and I get that immediate validation. And, you know, any anybody who has read with me will know that I go, bingo, bingo, that's it. You know, or, or I'll say, gee, I've yep. got immediate validation on what you're saying. So that's really more of what <laughs> I'm meaning, not what you're thinking, but what you're feeling psychically. Um, do you get any impressions when she says stuff like that, or even when you think back to the memories that she mentioned to you?
4: Okay, let me, let me check in with that. I truly, it's like there's a possibility that it's there, but there's, it's it's, uh, frustrating that I I can't pick it up like she can. About Um, how
0: old are you at the time of these memories that she's uh, she's recalling
4: that you are not recalling? uh, uh, Childhood childhood. Uh, I know, but
0: like before, five, after, after five, college. were you like 12 or mm-hmm.
4: what kind of? Oh, my goodness. She did so She did so many of these different ones that I can't keep track. Um, grade school. So we're talking, you know, five to, to 11. Okay. And, um, and is your sister and tra- older or younger in, than you? She's younger than I am. She's, you know. Not that much younger. I suppose you could probably almost call us Irish twins. So, not that much younger, about a year. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: Why? Well, what's going on in your head, Paula? I mean, with this line of questioning, obviously you're yeah. you're trying to. Yeah, yeah, well, the reason I was asking about the it.
0: ages and things like that is because you know a lot of people cannot remember anything from before the age of five or they remember very, very little. So mm-hmm. if these memories were a time when Mary Beth was like four, um, I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't remember them if her, or if her sister were older. But her sister um, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that's uh, the case here. And also it sounds like she was over five uh, years old during the – the time of these, of these mystery memories. Um, well, and what I'm finding
3: fascinating about it is that there's so many. You know, I could buy if there's one or two. So either no. something happened when she had the brain injury and maybe she is um, having memories that never took place, um, or maybe she was somewhere else before or, you know, and, and literally time jumped, jumped timelines. I mean, to me, that feels like a very strong probability. I mean, what I'd like you to do, Mary Beth, is send me your sister's first name. um, And let me, as a psychic, you know, look at it off this call, you know, off, not on the radio show. and, And let me see what I come up with and, you know, what it feels like to me, because reading energy is my specialty. And so it's yours Thank too, you. but Come in a different way. I mean, you focus with, with the animals. But while we have you on the phone, could you give, like, the listeners, like, uh, you know, a uh, one-minute synopsis, and overview of what you do? Because, again, I, I can't tell you how profound of an improvement I had with Paris for about two weeks. I mean, you didn't hear from me for a couple weeks because after you did that second clearing on her, she was great. I mean, she was like, when they were playing and everything, if somebody overstepped her bounds, she acted normal. You know, she just would snap, which is normal when they're playing. She, she played like everybody else. But, you know, last night she had a little slip. But what is it that you do and how do you do it? And, you know, what could you share with us about it? Because I am going to do a show coming up on remote feelings. And certainly mm-hmm. what you did today for Paris was very much remote healing.
4: Yeah. Well, I I do I, I get in and connect with, with um, the animal and get a feel for who they are. I mean, I even introduce myself and uh, try to see what's going on from their point of view. Uh, you know, is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it a past experience of, uh, you have a lot of rescue. I don't. Need, I I shouldn't use that term, but animals who've who've had tough paths. And then um, we talk about what it's like to be a good family member, you know, and and the rules about living with humans and other animals. And I ask I ask for changes and show them how happy, generally their people will be if we get some of those changes. And and I I also check to see. Uh, what's going on in the body and can I do some remote healing either for their emotions or their physical issues um, and do it with a lot of love because I know we love our animals people that come and work with me they love their animals and they want happy, they want a good outcomes so I'm, I mean I want that too but that, that's a that's a real quick one on on what I do thanks for asking
3: well I mean uh, like I said um I'm thrilled um, with, I I assume some cases um, must have an immediate, you know, turnaround, and other cases maybe are more challenging, but overall, I'm very pleased with what I see, and the things that you say make sense, because some of the physical areas that you mentioned, I was rubbing them on her, and... Um, a chiropractor, um, a dog chiropractor, um, several years ago showed me how to just go down the uh, vertebrae and be able to, you know, feel if something's out. And when I did that and I hit the base of her neck um, to where her, it connects with the shoulders, I felt on the right side something was out. Oh, okay. so, and I don't know Thank how you
2: to do that. Validation.
3: It, yeah, but I don't know how to fix it. They, you know, I'm not qualified to do that. But I'm going to find a chiropractor down here and take her. But it's right where the neck connects to the shoulder. I could feel it. And when I was touching it lightly, she was like in my lap rolling around. I mean, she was just in heaven to be touched. And I did work on those areas on top of her head as well. So I mean, but you see, she didn't want me to stop. You didn't, but I had to prepare for the show. So um, you know, so <laughs> I, I you know, to be actually when we do the show on remote healing, I might ask you to come back. Well thank you.
4: I'd love to. So, Honestly, um, that would
5: be,
0: that'd be be
3: cool. I'm thrilled to have you here. And again, I had no idea you were gonna call in. Um, send me an email with your sister's first name and let me see what I pick up.
4: Okay, we'll do
3: all right, thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks very sure. much. Thank you for thank you. Nice to meet you. All right, I think we have some other callers, but before we take any more calls, I would like to dive into some of our experiences. Um, and again, I'm not I'm I don't even know if they all fit into the Mandela effect, but what they do fit into is something weird is going on. So, Jim, I want you to start and and talk a little bit about the experience you had a couple weeks ago.
1: Okay. Um lately I've been spending a lot of time climbing down to the storeroom in my co-op and uh there's a lock on the storeroom door and then there's a lock on a cage inside the the uh uh the storeroom which is my personal area to to store my things in a safe place. And mm-hmm. uh uh they're both of the both of the locks are master locks, but the keys are a different shape. One is round and one is oblong. It's kind of egg shaped. So I'm walking down thinking, okay, I'm gonna get the round key and put it into the master lock that's on the door, which has always been the case, and open the open the lock up, and sure enough it didn't work. So I took the oblong key, stuck it in the master lock on the door and it worked, opened right up. And then I walked in, and only the round key would work on the on the lock on the cage. And then I thought, well, that's odd. Maybe I had it backwards. And then I went home, and the next day I came down and did the same thing. But this time the round key worked on, on the door, and the envelope oh key God. worked on the cage. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> How could that possibly be? There it was. Right. I, and i I have, it was so clear to me that I knew the round, when I was walking down the stairs to get to the storeroom, I knew the round key was the right one for the door, and it wasn't. I I just,
3: and I I was going to ask you if you've gone back there and had any more experiences, but tonight you answered that, that you have, and it went back. So you, oh yeah. If this was a time warp or time jump or something, um, you jumped back to your normal reality you didn't stay in that other reality
1: i I didn't like that reality i didn't like where i ended up
3: (laughs) you never know what could have been there you didn't give it enough of a chance
1: (laughs) no i I have enough prescience to figure that out let me tell you
3: So, so, what do we think of this experience that Jim had, Uh, uh, Ronda? Let me hear from you because you're you're a lot you're a lot more skeptical than I am. So, what do you think about that experience?
5: You know, I've had things like that happen, and I cannot explain it. Now, the logical right. I'm sorry, I'm (laughs) useless. But I mean, my logical brain wants to make sense of it, but. In that situation, how can you make any sense of it? It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. I mean, there are certain things, like, like I live in an old house, and sometimes light switches work, and sometimes they don't. Well, you know, you immediately chalk it up to bad, faulty wires or something. But, you, but something like that, the keys in a lock, I don't, I can't even begin to.
3: Well, um, and you're fading in and out. I don't know if it's a headset issue with you or oh sorry, or what, but you are fading in and out. But we heard you because when yeah. we talk about our experience, I want to make sure that um, mm-hmm. you're not fading in and out. Paula, what, what are your feelings about Jim's um,
0: experience? Well, there's definitely something messed up there. Because it's one thing for the right <laughs> key to not work. But Mm -hmm. for the wrong key to actually work,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: that's messed up. That's not something that would normally be possible. Okay, so the fact that it was possible and it was the only way it would open the door, it tells me something was going on
2: there. Something. How did you feel
0: when that was happening?
3: Like, did you have the chills, or did you? Were you scared, or what what was the
2: emotion? uh,
1: the first time I said to myself, this is a 66-year-old brain doing its tricks, you know, that it must have been the oblong key all along and the round key was always, <laughs> a, and, and so, but, but then when I went back the next day and it was back to the way it used to be, that was, that was when I got the chill. it's like wait a minute Um, (laughs) (laughs) whoa (laughs) we can't just skip over this one it wasn't like you know a brain skip something else happened I don't know it I still can't explain it I do not even
3: well I don't think any of us really know what you know uh, there's a there's a million possibilities of what this could be but I think it. you know sharing some of these experiences not just the big ones you know, like yeah. Nelson Mandela or chartreuse or, you know, things like that. What I really want to do is, who's ever listening to this, I want the, the listeners to be able to expand the realm of possibilities of what could happen and what we're experiencing. I mean, I've had in my lifetime some really profound spiritual experiences. Um, and, you know, I, I and I know that a lot of this stuff, and that's why I'm so open to it, it's possible. What it is, I don't think any of us can really say for sure, but something unusual is happening, um, which clearly was demonstrated by with what Jim said. And before we jump into the experience with Rhonda, I want to say that I had an interesting experience with the loss today as well. And... Um, I had the gardener here probably about, you know, two weeks ago or something. And, um, you know, I had unlocked the two locks that I have on the gate to head to the yard and, um, (laughs) you know, let them do whatever they had to do. And then I locked both of those locks. And I park my car right in front of the gate, and I see every day that the two locks are locked. Well, today, you know, I had somebody, I had a handyman here working in the house, and all the dogs were barking and carrying on, so I just went outside. I said, oh, I'm getting a headache. Let me go outside. I clean poop and, you know, all this stuff. And when I was walking up to the gate, I noticed that the bottom lock was unlocked. And I said, now, that's interesting. Did somebody try to pick the lock? Did they break the lock? I mean, I didn't know. So, Um, I, you know, went in the house and grabbed my keys and went out to look at the lock. And it was in the lock position, but it was opened and swirled. Now, when I locked it, I pulled on both, you know, both the top lock and the bottom lock. I remember pulling on both and testing, because these are my dogs. And I'm mm. protecting my dogs, and I'm going, to take ex- I'm going to be extremely conscientious in knowing that both of those locks were locked. I looked at the lock, there's no sign of anybody, um, you know, trying to, you yeah, know, for- no scratch marks on it. Right. Yeah. There was nothing. There was no indication of anything. Um, I really, my first thought was somebody, you know, broke the lock somehow,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, but there was no of sign of anything. So I literally just unlocked it, put the lock back into it and locked it. And I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how long it stays locked now. So I find that so interesting that we both had experiences with with locks or keys. Um, did I manifest that based on the intrigue that I had with your story, it could be because I believe that we all manifest everything in our lives. But well, that weird thing.
1: I'll have to admit that this is the first time I've really dealt with the Mandela effect as as an object of study and there was some doubt going on in my head about, you know, what's what's really going on here and when that happened I I couldn't I couldn't deny it. You know, it was in my hand. I was looking at it. I remember going through the process of, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. So for me, my experience was clearly just, you know, it was a teaching experience. I needed to have some, you know, get my my ego slapped down a little bit. (laughs) Right. And
3: and I was intrigued with that story. So maybe I somehow created it uh, similar to, well, different, but. It was a lock situation, which I find to be, I don't, I know neither of us believe in coincidence, so I don't believe in coincidence, so I'm not sure what the meaning of that was, but it happened Mm -hmm. just today. It happened this morning, but I'm anxious to get, um, in fact, Paula, do you want to introduce um, the next, not the next caller yet, but do you want to introduce Rhonda as far as asking her about
0: her experience? Rhonda Bloom, <laughs> 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 I heard something interesting happened to you the, the other day. So um, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? <laughs> okay, Jill, so you,
5: you you have to tell me something anything. But um, uh, a few years ago we had had put together a version of this book that we're writing, and then we and then we um you know put it aside and we. It wasn't coming to fruition, so we put it aside. And then a couple of weeks ago, I but said, "Tell to the Joe, truth, but tell
3: the truth." I didn't like that version of it. You I did not, absolutely did, not did not like, like
5: it. it. I,
3: I well, thought no. we were okay, going actual way actual off
5: track. Yeah. Wait. The truth is, you loved the version, and then suddenly you didn't love the version. Oh, <laughs> I see. I don't remember that that's, part,
3: but okay. Yeah. That's the.
5: Yeah, that's that's the truth, and. Then suddenly you didn't like it, and so we put it aside and we put it aside for what, a couple of years at least. Yes. And then a couple of weeks ago, I said to you, "You know, you really liked that version of the of the book. Let's let's look at it again." And now you love it. Well, hold on, I'm just jumping ahead. So I said, "Let's look at it." So I sent you the link and no. told you to open it. No, yeah, no, what? no. You didn't yet send
3: me, or maybe you did send me the link, but you and I were texting at that point. And right. as you got, you said, I found it on my old computer. I'll send you the link. And then you say to me what?
5: Oh, yeah. And then I said to you, you're already in it making edits.
3: And, I'm going, I, I, and, and then haven't... I'm proud of you saying somebody is hacking my account. And I go, I log into Google, I'm changing my password, I'm changing security things, I'm changing everything, and all these edits are being made, right?
5: Being made that day, that moment before she even opened the link.
3: I didn't get in there for 10 or 15 minutes, and those edits were being made. And I went back and looked at them because I was still 100% confident that I was hacked because I had not I had a new computer and a new phone. I had no way of getting into that document. And right. I I I had I, I didn't remember where it was or anything like that until she sent it to me and I didn't get in there until around six nineteen or something like that. And you got in around six o'clock, my time. Right. It was three o'clock your time. Um, and all these edits were being made, and I went back and looked at the edits, and they were definitely things that I would have said. I mean, it wasn't somebody else, because they were my words, they were my everything. Totally your voice. Yep. Right. Have you been I'm practicing extra
2: totally projection, projection lately?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i always <laughs> been somewhere else. So, I mean, that could, all of that could be, but I was wide awake. Um, I only have one computer that works here. I mean, so, um, and I didn't even have the computer. I was just on my phone at that point. I, I didn't even go in on my computer. So my computer was, you know, sitting on my desk. I mean, you know, so I just, London and I were texting. She sent me the link. I, you know, went on on my phone and see all this stuff. But, um I didn't have the link. I was busy worrying that my account was hacked. Hmm. You know, and I can't explain that. So, does anyone have any thoughts or ideas on that?
2: Other than well, if, what
3: you said <laughs> yesterday, Jim. <laughs> so, you, you're saying
1: <laughs> what the uh, astro projection? You don't believe that. Well,
3: yeah, that's saying it kindly. The
2: other
1: day when we were
2: rehearsing, you said it less oh. kindly.
1: So. <laughs> oh, yes. Because um, we haven't <clears throat> <time. laughs> well, that's, that's the only explanation I can come up with is that, uh, that I mean, if it's got the flavor of your, of your edit, of your style, and it's got your timestamp and your name on it. It is hard to say Hard to say who else or what else would be doing that.
3: But how did it happen? I didn't even have the link. When Rhonda got in, I was busy. And then she said, you're in. And I went right to Google
2: to mm-hmm.
3: stop who's ever, trying to figure out who's in my account and why right. they're in there. And, you know, but yet when I looked at those edits, They were all very much the way I would word things and things that I would change and, you know, suggest. Hmm. So I can't, I cannot figure that out because I didn't didn't do it.
1: Well, perhaps, you know, given the Mandela effect, perhaps you were standing in two timelines at the same time.
3: Now, that one is a new concept, I think. But why would we not be able to if we're infinite beings? And in reality, I'm trying to think of what Seth, you know, um, said about that, which was that we are living in multiple realities at the same time. Because I remember when um, Seth was delivering his messages in his book he said, um, right now I'm in spirit, but I'm also living a lifetime of so-and-so and I'm living a lifetime as a dog. And I remembered that. So he, that that shows me that we're able to live multiple in multiple realities, but um, it must have something to do with that because all time is happening at the same time. And Jill,
5: that would have my, my Skype experience too.
3: All right, so let's talk, tell us about
5: that. So, um, my husband died a few years ago, and um, about two weeks later, I got a message from him on Skype. But I had never ever connected with him on on Skype because we lived in the same house. Why would I? And um, and the message gave my full name and then said, you now have all the tools you need.
3: Oh, I got the chills. So, and I know I've heard this a million times, but I got the chills. Yeah.
5: So how does that happen?
3: Jim, what do you think? <laughs>
1: Well, this is a different different radio show. We should be talking about spirits and communication, electronics. Uh, that's that's not unusual. I mean, people have gotten phone calls since there were telephones from from lost ones, lost loved ones. Uh, so I, I would I would go there with that. Uh, electronics seems to be something that uh, 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 you know, beings on the other side. Let's put it that way. Uh, can easily make, take advantage of, which is why. So many electronic tools are being used in ghost hunting these days.
3: Wow. Well, and that is true. And I did myself have an experience different but similar Um, way back when I was, like, you know, in my 20s. One of the first jobs I had, I worked at a place that um, if it was an inside call, um, the phone rang once. If it was an outside call, the phone rang twice. So if it was an outside call, I went through, you know, good at morning, good afternoon, you know, whatever it is. Um, and if it was an inside call, I would just pick up the phone and say, Jill, you know, this is Jill. Um, so um, the phone rings once. I pick up the phone and I go, Jill, and then nobody says anything. So I go, this is Jill. Hello? Hello? anyone there and then i hang up so i go home that night and i listen to my voicemail and there's my voice saying gill this is gill <laughs> hello hello is anyone there and then i hung up how did that happen
1: something like that happened when we were at Smalley's.
2: Remember? Oh well,
3: that was totally different. That was the spirit actually calling us, but they oh, were okay. talking to us in that crazy. Um, remember all that static and all yeah. that other stuff. I mean, that was bizarre, and that was a par- definitely a paranormal event. Um, you, know, you know, at always I have no doubt about it. We I'm we were sure. doing
1: a, I, a we were doing a ghost investigation there. Uh, at a restaurant, uh, it, it wasn't in Gatona, or where, where is it? Where's Smalley's? Um, I forget where it is now.
3: It's in upstate New York. I forget what upstate town. Upstate New York, it's okay. In, it's in it's Hudson Valley it's somewhere.
1: A, it's, a, it's a documented uh, uh, restaurant that has had spiritual activity going on for a long time. And so we were, we were doing an investigation there, and some strange thing was going on with the telephones where they would call each other I remember the payphone would call the fax line. Oh,
3: yeah, call the fax machine, yeah. <laughs> it
2: and, was pretty um, wild. But we
3: had so many weird things happening here. I mean, we, I still have, oh, no, it's on my old computer, and I don't have access to it anymore. But um, I had EVPs, and there was one EVP. I was doing a, um, a there was a spirit that I picked up that was stuck. And I, when Jim and I do paranormal investigations, we do them a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, Most people just acknowledge that there's a spirit there. I help the spirit move on, you know, go to wherever they're, you know, I let them know that, you know, they're, they're, they've passed on. And I help them get to the next stage. So, um, I was I went through helping when, you know, spirit that and I, I don't remember who it was or what it was, and we picked up an EVP that said something to the effect of um I'm home. Jesus. You know, like Jesus in like in awe, um home. Jesus.
2: Hmm. You know,
3: something like they they made it there. I helped them there and they recognized that, you know based on their belief structure, you know, mm-hmm. that they were in heaven. So, I mean, that was, to me, a pretty wild experience. But that, those are clearly paranormal experiences. Um, right. What Ronda experienced, I mean, could have been since he had passed away a couple of weeks before. Um, but the message that he left, I think, was so profound to her that Mm -hmm. you have all the tools you need. And he happened to pass away on my birthday, June 3rd. So every June 3rd, I mean, I'm, well, do you celebrate now as you get older? I don't know. But, you know, I'm celebrating and, you know, Rhonda's dealing with her memories of losing her husband on that day, Mm
2: -hmm. which
3: is tough. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is. Mm But I'm not sure what that, you know, clearly that was a message from the other side, clearly. Um, You know, but um, I don't know. There's something more to that message. I mean, I feel it as a psychic. There's something more to that message that Rhonda got. I mean, uh, clearly her husband communicated from the other side, but there feels to me that there's something more. And it probably has to so, do with the message that he delivered, which is you have all the tools you need.
1: what would more mean what would you, what's going on in your imagination when you say that?
3: Well, it's not my imagination. I mean, I've channeled him many times for her, and I remember one time describing a purple and gold football uniform that you know he's you know in, and all this other stuff, and Rhonda's like, going, oh oh." I have that purple and gold. You know, was it purple? No, it was white and gold. Um, purple, no, purple and right. purple
5: and white. Oh, it and was his college a jersey? purple and white. And it was his college. And I jersey. didn't
3: know that. And I didn't know that, but I saw him in this football, you know, outfit, and he was—he frequently given me messages to give to her. Um, you know, and and obviously, you know. When you lose your husband suddenly, he was a young man. He was what, sixty-one years old. Yep. And he died suddenly. And they were only married for, I mean, could I say how how short of a time you were married? Are you all right with me discussing it?
5: Yep, that's fine.
3: Um, they were only married months. for like eighteen months. So I mean, just oh. and he wasn't sick before. That's terrible. Um oh, gosh. Right. So, I'm so I mean, sorry. She was a very young, yeah. and Rhonda is young herself, um, you know. So, I mean, she was a very young widow, but it's yeah. just sudden he was not sick. Um, well, he didn't allow people. I picked up that he was dealing with stuff, and I told Rhonda what I felt he was dealing with. Um, you know, for a while, I felt he wasn't feeling well, but, um, you know, by all. Outside appearances, he was fine until he died, um, and he died of, I think, a heart attack. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, I've I, I've delivered many, many messages. So the tools that he gave her, I believe, you know. <sighs> See, I believe that we make contracts with people before we come back into our these lifetimes. You know, this is, should have been discussed in our reincarnation show. But, you know, I believe that, all right, so I'm, you know, that's to put my virtual reality headset on. And, you know, I'm pressing in all the keys and I'm saying, you know, well, I think in this lifetime, I'd like to, to experience you know a b and c and then i say all right now who should help me with this and then i say ah jim you know paula Rhonda, <laughs> you know i i knew you know my ex and i you know in, in all these spirits and i say look I, you know i need help with this i want to practice i want to learn this and that and the other thing um and you all agree and therefore, we reincarnate together and we have all these experiences together and hopefully we learn from them and grow. So what I felt, felt very strongly with, with her ex, um, you know, well, I mean, with the, her husband who died, um, was that, um, and I'm trying to think of ways to say this because Rhonda is not giving me permission to say anything. Um, I'm going to say it on very general terms, that um, he had, um, he left to allow her to continue to grow. And clearly when he left that message that you have all the tools that you need, um, he he was telling her that. I really do believe that, you know, he came in for a short time, you know, he was there, he helped her grow and he was part of her journey and then he left so he he would um, so she could move on, drive on as as he said as he would say. And if you think about, you know, an experience that I had, Jim, that you were part of that Lucky did the same thing. Um, I had just gotten into showing dogs. Um, I was talking about getting another dog, but Lucky was 10 years old and I didn't want to introduce another dog. And then you remember how tragically he died. And yeah. then, you know, a couple weeks later, I went out and got my first show dog. So I believe he, he was with me and then he realized that It was time for him to step aside so I could move into that phase of my life. And that's been an incredible phase for me. I mean, I've been very, very successful, and I've made tremendous number of friends and relationships and stuff like that. So I think he left to give me that opportunity. Because otherwise, I loved Luffy. You know how much I loved him. He wasn't a show dog, but I loved him with all my heart. And I would, would not have gotten dog. another dog. Yeah. Right. I would not have gotten another dog for years, but mm-hmm. he stepped aside and opened that door for me. And I feel John did the same thing for, mm-hmm. for Rhonda. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: and, you know, I mean, uh, and I'm sure even two years later, um, there's still, um, you know, even though she's moved on and she has a new life now, um well you know Rhonda you you could speak I mean I'm sure there's still times that it is a struggle
5: Sure it's always a struggle but 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 you do you come around to understanding and accepting that the gift of him was huge and and but life goes on um and he did give me gifts and the biggest one was love right and that's huge so And love and support that is
3: huge. and yeah. <laughs> and he was always there, and he was always there for you, and that's what you needed to build your foundation to be able to move on
5: to where you are right now, for sure. And I wouldn't, and without him, I wouldn't be where I am now at all. I wouldn't, and I would I wouldn't remember. Be able to, yeah, to do it, to do it. No, Keep I going. know
3: you wouldn't. Right. And and the irony of everything was, now, when Rhonda first told me about John, my words to her, Oh, I'm I'm sorry I keep saying his name because she didn't give me permission to, but um, I always said, he's an oak tree. He's solid. And I've liked him from the get-go, but I always told her, I don't see you spending the rest of your life with him. I never knew why I said that, but I said it to her at least, Twenty times right I mean it yeah. I mean, came in the serious. beginning
5: and then yeah in the beginning and then it never really came up again once we got married but but for sure you did I mean definitely you did but you right. didn't see I don't anything know why bad I didn't. you never saw right no. you never saw anything bad. no I just
3: right they didn't my guides didn't tell me that but I always had that feeling that you weren't going to spend the rest of your life with him you know yeah um And certain things I always feel, um, you know, we're not supposed to know. You know, so this way you were able to enjoy every second, and you did. You enjoyed every second with him. Wow, he was a perfect partner. And, you know, I mean, that's a wonderful experience to have. But um, what
0: time is it? I mean, do we have time to take, do we have a caller waiting for us? Uh, Yeah, there's about 25 minutes left in the show. We do have um, a caller on hold. Her name is Bianca, and she's not calling with a a comment about the Mandela effect. It's it's a question about career. Um, Shall I go ahead and put her through? Yes. Okay. Bianca, you are on the air.
2: Hi,
3: Bianca. It's Lady Fontaine. How could I help you?
5: Hi, I would like to know what you see in my next step for my career, please.
3: All right, I'm just looking at your energy right now. Okay. All right, well, it's interesting Um I'm, I'm, I'm actually seeing, and I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what, what, what my guides are showing me. They're showing me a staircase. Um, and the only way I could read this is that, I mean, what do you do when you, and, and it's going up. The stairs are going up. Um, so the only way I could see that is that you're taking steps to move up the, the, the ladder or the chain, you know, at either your job or another job. Um, you know, coming in in your future. And one thing I want to say is I keep on having the feeling with you of um, exploring new options. And I don't know if there's uh, either a, um, a, a career path or something that you want to do on the side or something that it feels like really something that your heart sings for and I'm going to say something that might not resonate with you, but it, I think my guys are showing it to me um, as a sort of like a symbol for something for you. And they keep on showing me jewelry. Um, what is it that you do?
2: Uh, I'm an
5: artist and healer.
3: Um, and when I say jewelry, does that resonate with you in any way?
5: Jewelry,
3: not at all. Um, they're showing me it for a reason, and not necessarily you wearing jewelry, um, but some there's going to be something, and I, and I don't know what it is regarding jewelry, but there's something that is going to open a door, um, because my guides are emphatic about it, regarding jewelry. Um, are you looking right now to, because when you said that you were, um, um, you know, a healer, immediately I saw you with a, sort of like working in a conglomeration with other people. So are you currently working on your own or are you collaborating with other people?
5: Um, working with other people.
3: Not, I don't mean healing other people, but I mean, you know, like um, working from a place where there's, you know, four or five different people that do different modalities or something like that. Um, because yeah. I see you part of a group of individuals okay. that do either different kinds of healing or work together in an effort to, you know, sort of um, either heal or or send a message out or whatever. And what it feels to me is that there's going to be an opportunity for you. And it keeps on showing itself as a step up um, where your, your message or your gift is going to be seen and heard. Um, so are, are you looking or are you doing something or are you promoting yourself or planning um, an event of some sort where you're going to have that opportunity to actually take that step up? I don't know.
2: Well, what I'm are sure? you doing? I mean, I, I mean, I'm you looking.
5: Maybe I'm looking for like I am in transition of looking for another career option. And I and maybe that's what you're seeing is that I'll be part of some community with other healers or something, you know?
3: Well, that definitely feels like um, that's what it is, but. Um, what what are you doing now? If you're not doing healing, what are you doing right now? Healing. Oh, okay. Because so you said you were looking for a career change. Yeah,
5: yeah, I am. So, well, I'm I'm forced to. I have to work somewhere else soon, because our program is uh, is terminating.
3: Well, there's going to be another door opening. When you said that, I mean, there's another door opening. The thing of it is, is I don't feel you actively, um, you know, pursuing other options at this point. But really? I think if you did, yeah. I mean, I think if you really did um, and really put yourself out there, to me, it feels like the op- like the doors would swing open for you in a grandiose yeah, way.
5: I, I am actually... I'm actually, I am actually looking everywhere I can, so I'm just waiting. Looking, I'm just, uh, looking
4: or doing, looking or
3: doing stuff. I mean, you know, are you contacting yeah. people?
5: Yeah. yep, that's what I'm doing, looking, 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 looking.
3: And you are contacting people, you said.
5: Yeah, I do get some interesting people, but... Uh, I am looking for something more than just a part-time, no-benefits kind of situation. Unless if I don't get anything, I'll take that better than nothing, you know, for the time being.
3: Yeah, but I don't see that. I mean, I see bigger bigger steps for you. And I see it's almost like, what, like I said before, whatever your specialty is, whatever your message is, um, I see. I really see it being heard um, there. And my guides are still showing me a very narrow path in where you're looking. How? Are you, where are you looking? I don't mean to t- tell me specific, but like, are you oh, looking on the Oh, it's everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like
5: you're, there's something. I'm not
3: going to be like super specific, but I'm looking. I'm looking and finding
5: plenty of stuff. There's plenty of stuff out there. Trust me. Plenty stuff.
3: So when you say that you're a healer, you're you're referring to doing um what type of healing?
5: All right, thank you very much. I have to go now. Thank you.
3: All right, goodbye. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: okay.
3: That was if we go back to our topic. Um, Yeah, um, the one thing that I just want to remind you and everyone else is that when you do call in um, on a radio show, it's really helpful if you do give information. Um, The reason why I'm taking calls is you have to share a story. Um, And if you're not willing to discuss particulars, then then set up an appointment with me, and I'd be very happy to give readings one-on-one. But when you're on a radio show... You have to give details. Otherwise, I mean, you know, the whole, the whole reason why we're taking calls is that you're sharing a part of yourself, and ultimately people are going to relate to it. But if you're going to withhold everything and not open up, then there's no way that, um, you know, you're going to be able to get the information that you need. But anyhow, moving forward, anyone who calls, please tell a story. We need a story. We need something that people are going to relate to so that they realize that, yeah, this is something that I want to do. But in any event, um, how much more time do we have? We have about 20 minutes. So getting back to the Mandela stuff, who is going to say what?
2: Something happened.
3: Was, Was somebody starting to say something? I don't know. No, I was waiting right. for you to finish your thoughts. All right. So there were a few other scenarios with the Mandela effect that resonated with me that I wanted to mention. And one of them, <clears throat> you know, other than the mirror, mirror, I mean, that one blows me away. Mirror, mirror on the wall. And they're, they're saying now it's magic mirror. I mean, that's impossible because it never was. Yeah. But regardless of that, um, another one that um, really resonated with me is Looney Tunes. Now, we I think we've all seen that on TV a trillion times. What do you remember? How do you remember it being spelled, Tunes? Um, me? Anybody? Anybody? I-
0: I remember, I remember it T O O N S as in cartoons. Yeah, like cartoons. That yeah, thank you. Yeah,
3: that's we all remember that. Well, if you look, if you Google it, it's spelled T U N E S. Now, in this yeah. in this parallel universe, or whatever universe and, we're in,
0: yeah, that doesn't even make sense to me.
3: It doesn't, um, you know, because again, that's another one that I think that we've all seen and heard countless times on, you know, on TV. We see it all the time. Yeah. I, I and I, I wish I I wish I really had an answer of what's going on, but I I know the message that I'm hoping people walk away from from listening to the show is that. You know, be open, be open to, you know, some of these experiences and also be aware um, because I don't know that there's any script, you know, in our lives or any script in, you know, how things are going to play out. We're experiencing things in this lifetime that, you know, I think are absolutely, you know, um, phenomenal. I mean, you know, they're, they're like outstanding opportunities for us to gain awareness and grow. And I think the Mandela effect is one of these things. Um, another one that that Rhonda um, and I were talking about the other day. What do you remember with the peanut butter brand, Jeff or Jiffy? I
5: remember Jiffy.
1: I remember Jiffy. I
3: remember Jiffy. I remember Jiffy. But but what what Jim remembers Jeff is their actual name in this timeline, and they say they've never changed their name. However, when I first found out about the Mandela Effect, I went to the supermarket. While I was in the supermarket, I looked, and I I mean... (laughs) I know it's diff now, but when I looked at it, because I thought, okay, so they say it's diff. When I went to the supermarket, it was diffy. And now, when I look again, it's diff. I, I, I don't understand how I'm jumping all these timelines or whatever's happening, but um, it, for me, it's changed from diff to jiffy to diff, even though all along I thought it was diffy when i went to the supermarket i said there it is it's jiffy i wish i would have taken a picture of it um and now it's back to being jiff and i just went to the supermarket you know maybe two weeks ago and saw it
1: so i think i have both memories because i i i, I responded it's jiff but i remember that when I'm, i i use uh, uh for some of my healing work i use these the lid of a jiffy peanut butter mm-hmm. <laughs> bottle
4: and it was like it's not
1: jiff it's jiffy
4: yeah I know but
3: which is it if you google it let's google it and see yesterday it was jif this has already changed on me twice so I have no idea um, what it's going to be today today let's see if it's jiff or jiffy it's jiff still yesterday it was jiff as well Could you could you take a picture of your Jiffy peanut butter
4: jar, Jim?
1: Uh, No, I don't have the jar. I only have the lid, and it doesn't say Jiffy on it.
2: Oh, all right.
1: That's just what's in my head. Is that that's what it's called? You know, so that's that goes back. But interestingly enough, uh, this. Uh, the 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 skeptics would probably answer that there, there's another brand called Skippy and you just merged the two.
2: Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a but good
3: one. But if you look at this GIF logo, it's not the GIF logo I remember. I've never seen this GIF lo- logo before. Incidentally, guys, we're going to put on the website links to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. Okay. Um, you know, the um, the the uh, newspaper articles that Jim found, some of the information that Paula found on our Facebook page, we will um, provide links so you can check all this out. I'm looking at the GIF bottle. I have never seen this logo in my life.
1: Okay, look at the Skippy bottle.
3: Let me see how that one looks. Maybe that is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Oh that one I never noticed I never remember it looking like that either.
1: Well they changed their their, their uh their logos at times, so it could be a different logo now.
3: Um but you it would think look weird. Yeah. It does. This fifth does not look like anything I've ever seen. When I when I went to the supermarket and then came back and yesterday um, Rhonda and I were talking and I looked up GIF, the logo did not look like this. Today, it looks like this. You know, usually when you see things, they would show different images. Let me click on more. They, it All the images that I'm seeing are all this logo. I've never oh. seen this before in my life. Now, when I see Stippy on the... Label on the uh food on the you know jar it looks normal to me, but I've never seen this gift logo before in my life.
1: well, they changed it. I'm looking at some some uh vintage ones from nineteen fifties and uh instead of having the the big bars, they have kind of the letters are circled by the color I'm sorry a square and a square the what letters are white right. and the I color square. That.
2: I see it, And, a vintage, and yeah, there's
1: a kangaroo off to the right.
2: Right.
3: Oh, and I don't remember that either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that either. That was more familiar either. to me. Uh, let me see what kind of peanut butter I have here. I, I don't usually buy junky peanut butter, but let me see what I have. Because um, wouldn't that be mind-blowing if I had a Jiffy here? <laughs> but, um, I don't even know that... I know I bought it at some point.
4: Well the old
1: Skippy logo is more familiar to me. It's uh me it's
3: too. uh Oh yeah, no, I have like Richard. You know, I have something natural. Um yeah, the Skippy looks familiar. They just from the 50s does not look familiar to me, the current GIF I've never seen in my life before. That F, I never remember the F looking like that. And I'm scrolling through all of this. None of it looks familiar. Well, I don't know, because none of it looks familiar. You would think there would be one label that would look familiar. Is anybody finding one label that looks familiar with this? No. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not. not. It's totally different than what it was yesterday. This is wild. Yesterday it looked totally different. See, uh, this is wild. I don't know what it is. And the one thing, Paula, that you had talked about, and Rhonda, this one you remember as well, the Berenstein versus the Berenstein. I don't remember oh, right. this, this. I don't remember it at all. Um, but both of you did. Thanks. And which which is it, really?
5: Really it's
0: Baron Stain Bears. Oh C F T A I N. Yeah. That's what they say. And I'm yeah. Oh. But I remember it as Baron Steen. E. I. N. Um, I was raising my daughter, uh, you know, she was a child at the time when when those videos and things were out and you know, so I was exposed to it at that time and it was absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt. E. I. N. Totally this Berenstein garbage is, you know, uh, it's, a, it's not at all what the reality was at the time. I, I and, totally agree
5: with you. I was raising my son, and we said barren scheme bears.
0: Yes. And um, I, earlier in the show, I had mentioned that sometimes, every now and then, somebody is able to produce some physical evidence of some of these things right. that, that we're saying. Okay, and apparently somebody had a VHS tape that they were able to show a photo of um, that has the spelling E-I-N. So this really existed. I don't care what that company says right now. They might want to go around saying that it's been A-I-N this whole time, but that's not true. It actually was E-I-N. I I don't know why. (laughs) Well, I mean...
4: In
3: this reality, maybe it always was A-I-N, but in it's just showing in some other timeline that we skip to it was E-I-N, clearly.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right. So we only have a few minutes left. Does anybody have any final thoughts?
2: Jim? Well yeah,
1: – well, um, I'm sorry about the Berenstains. Uh, I was just looking up. Uh, it says that the, <laughs> the show was named after Stan and Jan Berenstain. S-T-A-I-N. So <laughs> even weirder.
3: No, and they and they <laughs> say you know the the owners say you know the people who created it say that they never changed the name. It's always been stain. Um, yeah. I. Uh, it. You know uh, this is why I say. You know instead of let's instead of denying it, let's keep an open mind to the possibilities of what this could be. I don't know that we have the answers yet, um mm-hmm. but certainly um you know when I found out about the Mandela effect, I've had enough experiences where you know something gets announced, and I'm sure I remember just like I did with Man- uh, Nelson Mandela. That, that he had died, you know, 20 or 30 years before. So keep an open mm-hmm. mind. Something's going on, and I'm not sure what it is, but if you do, anybody out there does have any experiences, send us an email and let us know. Jim, were you just going to say something?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were asking for my final thoughts, and I kind of, I've been ruminating about uh, um, a theory about, that would kind of promote uh, sorry, so try to support or explain some of this phenomena, and, and I came up with something and that is that, in, in my view, after years of meditation and 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 work on on phenomena and physics and reality uh, ideas, I've I've decided that the universe is a lot squishier than our minds are com- are, are are comfortable with. So mm-hmm. things things can change or distort, uh, especially as there get to be more and more people who are trying to make things really rigid. Uh, uh, minds have a lot of influence on the way the universe works and that can go both ways. So for me, for me personally, uh, I don't really get overwhelmed when these kinds of things happen or when I hear about or see these things, because for me, it's just the way the universe is. Our concept of, your, of universal reality is more something we need in order to feel comfortable. And I think it's better for us to feel comfortable with, a we a universe that isn't all that rigid.
2: Okay. So Jim um, did you feel comfortable you explain? When you... I'm sorry. What I was what gonna were you...
3: ask him was could you could did you feel comfortable when the wrong key opened the right the wrong uh lock.
1: I didn't freak out. I went, oh and then I thought, oh I'll tell Jill about this because it's like a mandela <laughs> effect. <laughs> So, so, were you going to ask Paula?
0: Um, can you explain why there's two of you on the split on the switchboard?
1: Oh, uh, oh. because for for some reason, uh, I was in a different time realm. time.
2: Re- <laughs> what? <laughs> there. There is. How that, did this I happen?
0: That happened. The second Jim up- appeared. Yes, and, um, um
1: I didn't like that one, so I gave him up.
3: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> no did you do oh. that? You're,
3: seriously?
1: Did I was do when that? you when you when you ran off to look for your Skippy jar or your Jiffy jar. I I, I suddenly got a strange uh, thing on my computer, and it's a con- connection lost, and so I just logged in again. So that's why.
4: But
2: so why didn't you delete the other so one? On. They would
4: freak
0: us out. Right. I
1: don't know which one it is. <laughs>
4: I'm going to delete it. No, it. No, it no, no, do no, But
0: there
3: they both
2: yeah, have Jim <laughs> You did the wrong one <laughs> I'm kidding, what I'm is... here No, oh, okay like But both, of them, like
3: both of them <laughs> had the mic on
2: Both of them had the
3: mic on So that makes me make it even bigger Um I'm not so sure. That oh that was a good call, Paula. That was a good call.
2: <laughs> but but
3: we are almost out of time. So Paula, do you do, do you want to talk about what our next show is going to be on?
0: Uh yes. Our next show is going to be on um shoot, was it Karma? Karma. Is it Karma? Yes, yeah. oh, yes, <laughs> karma, and um, we're thinking that it's probably going to be in September, so keep a watch on our on our Facebook page to um, to be aware of when the next show will be scheduled, but that's what you have to look forward to, we're going to talk all about karma, is it a punishment, is it a lesson, what does it mean for us, um, do you, you know, we're going to get into all of that, so it's going to be an exciting show, and, um, and I think tonight's show was actually really good, Jill, like what do you think? Um I think we got into the real nitty gritty of, of the Mandela effect. I hope your audience. Oh yeah. It. Oh yeah. No, I think it was a great show. So
3: thank you all to those who have listened, um, all that will be listening, and you have a wonderful rest of the week, month and year. And we'll talk to you soon. Oh, did the call? Did the show end yet?
0: Yeah,
1: you have to click the end episode button, I think.
3: Uh, where is it? I do Oh, maybe it's could oh, call people. It? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. But I thought it usually cuts off. Out-
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.